perfectly. Welcome, it's the Doom to Fail podcast. My name is Tim Dobbs, and with me, as ever, is Catherine Cogart. Was I supposed to say my name? <laughs> no, I was trying to come up with, um, you were talking earlier about how you didn't think your hair looked great, and I was trying to come up with a way to reassure you inside of your intro, but I really couldn't think of a way to do it without but sounding creepy. But you failed because my hair looks so bad. Well, because I was going to have to say something like, the ravishing Catherine Cogart, and that's, uh, don't say you know what? You know who says that? Rod Roddy, the old announcer for The Price is Right, when he's talking about, like, the model showing off the jewelry. And it's sure. creepy, you know. Yeah. Uh, I I thought you said ravenging for a second. <laughs> Revenge! Not- Revenge! <sighs> I have those shelves. Those are cool shelves. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Do you have that uh, drawer? Drawer? Oh, no. Um, there are roommate's shelves, and they have the boxes. I oh, yeah, I have the boxes, too. Let me see if I can... Yeah, those boxes. Yeah, I have those. They're cheaper. Yeah, well, it stands to reason. Mm-hmm. I um, I looked into getting them, but you can't get them online. You have to get them at the store, and I was mm-hmm. not driving to Emeryville. It was, ugh, no. Oh, man, I was counting to get the rest because they were out of the white ones, So, but I like the red ones. Maybe I won't get the white ones. I don't, yeah, now that I'm thinking about it, I'm glad they were out of the white ones. That wouldn't have looked good. White is a huge mistake, I think, in interior decorating. You want that to be the canvas and nothing else. Yeah, yeah, wall color. That's it. Wall yeah. color, maybe carpet. Yeah, this is uh, carpet also just a mistake on practical level. Um, agreed, agreed. But a white yeah. carpet, if you can keep it nice, like my mom can magically because she's, you know, a neat person, <laughs> like myself. Neato. Um, <laughs> Wait! You're a neat person? I have been to places you've lived in. I said unlike myself. Oh, unlike... Okay. okay. Yeah. Whew. Uh, outrage rescinded. <laughs> Go on. Uh, she's She likes white carpets. And I, I see her point. If you can keep them nice, then they look good. But White white carpets are very 80s to me. They just... They blend right in with... I, I just picture uh, uh, Don Johnson wearing, you know, rolled up sleeves and a pastel colored shirt. So what color carpet are you thinking? for this uh, room that we're designing together oh we should have a room <laughs> is this our topic by the way uh yeah why not okay. what, are, what, what is this interior design i don't know what this yeah, is. yeah we're talking about interior design interior design wow i wish i knew anything about that i would uh i would pick beige just to start off with um okay well that's that's a cousin of white Yes, but it works better on a practical level it's it's less so there is a huge difference between white and off-white Right? Yeah. I assumed we were talking about off-white because, oh my god, if it's white, then you're living in an asylum. <laughs> yeah, where do you live? Uh, hospital. <laughs> oh. <laughs> the asylum's slightly more okay cousin. <laughs> Unless you're living there, I guess. But No, beige, is, beige is, is neutral. What beige says is like, hey... This isn't. Th- this is a practicality that this floor is here. This is not. This is not the pop. You know what I mean? Sure. Now that frees you to make the pop something else. Exactly. Yeah, and so now you can have uh, red drawers in your IKEA. Yeah. Bookcases. Weirdly enough, I um I only got the red drawers because I decided on a red carpet. Oh, I'm 
sorry, the drawers match the carpet? That's so close to dirty. Um, <laughs> it's like dirty, but then it's you have to think about it. But then it's what like, does well, that no, mean? it's not really. Yeah. I don't, mm. wait. The now dwarves, we have to work at this, yeah. Hmm. Her breasts, maybe? <laughs> <laughs> no one is saying that, no. <laughs> so this, I hope that someone asks me that someday, so I this, can ask them what it means. It's for the creep who loves wordplay. That's really, <laughs> this is... When we make our Etsy shop um, that we'll run out of our room we're designing, sure. uh, we should have these cards that, yeah, like, um, good advice for creeps that like wordplay or creeps <laughs> that like, you know, whatever. I mean, what are some other good ones? It could be uh, creeps that enjoy sci-fi. You know what it's There's a little a bit? It's a little bit like um, uh, Back to the Future's uh, let's make like a tree and leaf. I mean, let's make like a tree and get out of here. I messed up the joke by saying it correctly. Oh, not a great sign, Catherine. No, that's a rare, that is a rare move. I mean, you have to be very, uh, very flexible for that. Only the, the most flexible, athletic, uh, Olympic bad joke pun referencers are able to do this. Uh, You're best in class. I can do the other one correctly. It's like a glass door in a submarine. That's the other Biff joke. Which way is right here? It's a no, screen this... door on a submarine. Mm-hmm. Is this Back to the Future 2 or 1? Yeah, Back or... to the Future 2. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was a huge mistake to give Biff such a big part in that. Uh, well, what would you have done with Back to the Future 2? Oh, not made it? I don't know. I, I mean, it's, it's a I classic case of sequelitis, right? Okay, well... I'm willing to I'm willing to go with Back to the Future too because it has its moments, like it has some gems. Um, Jaws twenty three, it's personal, or this time it's really personal. I am messing up the Back to the Future references. <laughs> I don't think you've seen this movie. I think you've seen Family Guy references to this movie. I haven't. I mean, I have. What is wrong with me? Wow, I don't know. I feel like I think Leonardo DiCaprio put me to sleep. And uh, then he tried to hypnotize me, and then the mm-hmm. hypnotization didn't work, and then I quit okay. my job. Sure. Uh, that one was on purpose. <laughs> that explains. That's what happened to me um, all those ages ago. <sighs> Leonardo I cannot get over how bad your hair is right now. It's awful. No, it's so it's worse because of the stupid headphones and everything. It looks okay when you have the right angle on it, but you're like looking sure. at it from and you're just seeing my giant forehead. And which yeah. again is why I usually pull the hair down. Yeah. But it's like so he stuck this um uh pomade in there and mm-hmm. now I don't usually go in for a pomade. I go for a sort of a light hold goo. I don't right. know. It's it, yeah. I was wondering what that stuff is. Do you have any idea what that goo is? Uh, the just goo, a polymer? the light hold or the other thing you were talking about either what is hair stuff how about that what is I don't it know. they're it's really excited if there's no sulfides in it oh, that's what know. i know about shampoo sulfur gets a bad rap you know that like there's a sulfur cycle we all gotta respect it <laughs> Not even even the sulfur cycle come on that's tertiary at best you got well, no, no, I, worse than tertiary because the water cycle is more important the carbon cycle is more important the nitrogen cycle is more important you know, sulfur? I think, yeah. well, what do you think is more important, the phosphorus cycle or the sulfur cycle? Phosphorus or the sulfur cycle? I, I, I mean, based on loose recognition of the words, sulfur? 
Because it's in eggs, rotten eggs. Oh, I yeah, I guess so. Okay. Well, that's the level I was looking for. Um, I'm glad to have met your expectations. Yeah, I was I was looking at phosphorus at work today, so I in my head phosphorus cycle is more important. But like a chunk of phosphorus, or what do I know? I don't even know the sulfur and phosphorus cycles. Hell, I don't even know the nitrogen cycle. Oh, now that's an interesting cycle. But uh, you know, good luck tweezing it all apart. It is a mess. It is. I it have really read is some a papers. Mess. Yeah. Ugh. Come on, sulfur. I mean, come on, nitrogen cycle. Get it together. <laughs> come on, Catherine. Get it together. <laughs> right? Oh. Let's, do you need a minute? Let's uh, let's let's take a break. We'll be right back on the Doomed to Fail podcast. <laughs> I'm not good, but let's jump yeah, back in. Yeah, you don't in. seem okay. I... Thanks, buddy. This is this is uh, a precarious balancing act we're doing today. How so? Um, so any moment, I'm going to fall off the pogo stick that I am currently standing on as we record. Um, I've been had to be very still so far because it, it's a squeaky spring. Sure, and, yeah. You know, yeah. You've exactly. done a great job with that. I just want to take a moment, step back, commend you for uh, not squeaking the pogo string the pogo spring well thanks so much in fact that's perfect timing for the annual doomed to fail good job awards (laughs) 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 well i i graciously accept this award for uh good springing good pogo netizing and uh, na, I would like to, na, to na, offer. Na, uh, well, thanks, everyone. <laughs> I cannot believe you cut my mic. Unbelievable. Ah. <sighs> I didn't even thank my mom. She's going to be so upset. <laughs> it's rough. I love being in charge of the orchestra. <laughs> <laughs> you know how they do that, right? You do, because I think it was on How to Do Everything. Yeah, I think so, yeah. They're literally across town. It's crazy. And, like, the conductor, like, wears headphones and gets the cue from somebody going, like, cue orchestra. And then he's, like, it's, why? (laughs) (sighs) Are we back in? Maybe we're back in. Yeah, I think we're back in. Oh, that's fantastic. I think we eased back in really slowly. (laughs) Yeah, usually I like to announce it at the top, but this time we sprang up on them. I think we're just going to fade it in over, like, what was that? Like, three minutes? (laughs) Yeah, very slowly. You got to bring it up, bring it up. Yeah, it's like how the way I watch awards shows, if at all, it's at very low volume (laughs) and uh, mostly disinterested. Uh Oh, what? Someone won? Cool. All right. Back to interior design. Yeah. Yeah. How much do you care about interior design personally? uh, More than, uh, you know, on a philosophical level, I suppose I don't. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I would say, if you were to ask me, you know, oh, are, is this an issue for you? I would say, no, not really. But when it comes down to actually doing it, like when I have an empty room that I need to fill with things, I am so nitpicky and specific mm-hmm. about like the way everything needs to be. And I think that yeah. comes out of, you know, I don't know, design. It's in my blood. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. And what about yourself? Now, you, now you have a mother who is very interested in it. Is that Yeah. Correct? Uh, oh no. You know what I just realized? What's that? I have a complicated relationship with interior design. I'll ring the bell. 
Oh, uh, would that I had a bell. I, I'm just going to recap for the, you know, the people listening out there, all the people listening out there. Uh, it was my New Year's resolution this year. Uh, we started a new year of Doom to Fail and a new year of having me having to deal with Tim questioning why I don't like things or do like things. I'm just curious. Show I, me your world. Um... <laughs> <laughs> So it was my New Year's resolution to stop having complicated relationships with concepts and inanimate objects. Well, but in this case, it sounds like uh, the concept of interior design is really a stand-in for your mom. And so it is totally okay to have a uh, complicated relationship with it because, you know, moms are hard. I, I guess so. I am of the no exception school for New Year's resolutions. Mm-hmm. This is also very, I feel like it's been a mentally healthy resolution for me to have. That's good. Do you uh, feel better? Yeah, I do feel better. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, well, maybe give me an example. Uh, let's get specific. Like, what's something that you used to have a complicated relationship with, and then you um, wrote it off, and you decided, uh, I don't need this, and the weight was lifted from you, and then you went on, you know, living a good life, being with your loved ones, and, uh, sure. you know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, hipsterism. Sure. Yeah. I'm just, you know, I'm very glad that's, uh, yeah. we're, we're all one by one getting over being weird about that yes thankfully yes i did it verbally with a friend at a bar and we went through and we figured it out tell me about it oh what's the crux of the conversation you know what we decided is i mean some hipsters are really interesting cool people and you want to figure out well why are you so interesting Mm -hmm. and some hipsters are just really obnoxious and i was trying to figure out where what makes someone land on one side of the line or the other it's whether they're obnoxious i think (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well what makes someone obnoxious um, uh they're a jerk to you they say insensitive things i don't think hipsters are ever really oh i don't know it's a complicated thing a, a person doesn't need to be a jerk for them to be obnoxious okay tell me more okay so here's how i ended up breaking it down you can be a hipster about clothes like appearance Mm-hmm. You can be a hipster about music. Put my cravat on as I listen to the yeah, yeah, yeahs. They're not even a hipster band anymore. Yeah. I mean, there's different facets of Phoenix? this. There's different uh, levels on your hipster bar, and you can turn one up and turn one down. And it's the, the combination, Ooh. right? So You, you know I love go... adjustable knobs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's why I put it in this framework for you. Perfect. <laughs> uh, and so it depends, you know, you have to go case by case, person by person, which is good that I came to that conclusion because that's what everyone is like. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 but hang on. Maybe you're making a dire mistake here because the, you know, so uh, everything is what it is, uh-huh. correct? Yes. Um, and so in, in a lot of senses, you need to take things case by case, no matter what. And yet, because we are simple creatures with complex brains that still aren't very good at anything um we recognize patterns we're excellent at patterns i take it back we're very good at that and so we put things into uh places right we we draw boxes around it Mm -hmm. um and i think many many of the discussions the the heated discussions or passive aggressive discussions we've had on this very podcast have centered around us arguing about which box things go in um take your bridges (laughs) um yeah I shouldn't have brought up bridges. I'm sorry. Mm. I'm still a little. I'm still a little hurt myself. Um, Me too. <laughs> we're gonna get through this. Mm, uh, nah. <laughs> 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 what 
Well, but so my my point though really is that is this a fatal flaw to really commit yourself to putting in the energy to considering each person on a case by case basis? Now, of course, you need to when they are your sister or something like yeah, all right, your loved ones you ought to love like your loved ones. But like, oh, here's uh Joe Brown down the street and he's uh, wearing an alarm clock around his neck. Like, wouldn't it be easier <laughs> to just knee jerk hate him? That's Flava Flav, first of all. <laughs> He told me his name was Joe Brown. <laughs> that Flava Flav. Oh, man. <laughs> this is his best reality show yet. <laughs> hey, I'm Flava Flav. I tell people I'm Joe Brown. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> it's a, They did celebrity diving. I mean, they can do that. I would much enjoy that, really. At least it's centered on a, a charismatic character. Yeah. yeah. So, mm-hmm. so you 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 think that you you are committed now to taking everything case by case and not writing anybody off, even I mean, though it's going to take precious mental energy uh, that you could be using to make a new reality show starring Flavor Flav. <laughs> well, it is a damn shame that that project won't won't get greenlighted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, where where is Flavor Flav now? He hasn't done anything recently. He lives next door. Oh. Yeah. Of course. He's my neighbor. Yeah, well, what's he doing? Him. What's he up to? What's his day to day? I don't know. I just see him like when I take the compost out, like right. You know, so yeah, I guess we're on similar schedules there. But other than that, I couldn't okay. really tell you too much. Huh. Well, I'm glad yeah. he's composting. Yeah, doing something see, that's really... good. <laughs> <laughs> it is truly excellent, and and they make it so easy here in the city. So that's that's, uh, that's true. really great. That's true. Yeah. yeah. So I don't I don't know if Flavor Flav would you know move out to the country and take the initiative to start a compost pile. Um, he might do it as a reality show because there'd be a better paycheck involved. <laughs> you know I hear Flavor Flav is very community oriented. Yo, I'm Flavor Flav, and this is my community compost heap. <laughs> Let's do this. <laughs> that's, that's my, my fla- inter- interstitial music. <laughs> my Flavor Flav. Not everybody's Flavor Flav. It's kind of like my Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> My Flava Flav ends most of his statements with let's do this. Not all of them, but most of them. I like that in anybody. I like that sort of just like, it's time to go. Like The Leroy Jenkins. Exactly. Leroy Jenkins got shit done. Those guys would have had to sit around yeah, playing World of Warcraft for another like two hours without yeah. him. They just signed out. They got to rage quit and go out and be in the world. And, you know, maybe they had significant others who they could say, hey. I could really use some some personal time between me and you right now. You know, and then maybe they were off. Here's here's the story I'm going to make about Leroy Jenkins. Go ahead. <laughs> the guy, the guild leader, or whoever it was who was talking, doing most of the chatting. Um, no, actually, the guy who had the stats. You remember that guy? He started listing out stats. Uh, vaguely, sure. Yeah, this I heard that Leroy Jenkins was staged, so this is all a fictional play that's happening. This is um, what am I trying to say here? Uh, I think you have a complicated relationship with it. This is That's a Quentin Tarantino movie. So Leroy Jenkins was one Quentin Tarantino movie, and in the same universe, I'm making this other movie. Oh, okay. Got it. Yeah. In the the Catherine-verse. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, where Leroy Jenkins really happened. So in this other movie, this sort of not sequel, but, you know, in the same universe, uh, the guy who was listing out all the stats was so angry because he, of course, had put the most work into this whole thing. Uh, yeah, he had stats. Yeah, he went out and he went down to either the 
if he was still in school, he would have gone to the, like, computer bar thing that some universities have. Computer bar. It's like a convenience store. It's in a dorm. It's a convenience store, but they have computers and, like, a, a sitting area. It's not called a lounge? It's No, because there's a convenience store attached to it. Oh, oh yeah, in these like hyper modern uh, dorms, like yes. the uh, um, what do you call it? Summer camp slash uh, resort slash university. Yeah, well, they're not. It's not a great lounge, and they aren't great computers, but no, no one goes down there because it's weird. I met the guys who went down there, and they Don't were weird. Hang out with them. Don't do well, it. Well, okay. So I, what I'm saying is that guy is one of these guys who would regularly okay. go there, um, and he met his girlfriend. Because he was nerd raging at his his other World of Warcraft guy, who was you know mm -hmm. probably his roommate. I'm imagining he's a sophomore, uh, because she was buying some Frito Lay's or something at the convenience store. You know, just passing by, sure. getting some study food, and that's how they met. And then they got married, and oh, uh, see, then they nice. had Annie Hall. The movie. Their their child was Annie Hall. Was it Annie Hall from the movie though? Like, yeah. does the child the child goes on to travel backwards in time yeah. and meet Woody Allen's character yes. in 1970s New York? Yes. Okay. Yeah, that's what no, happens. No, no, that makes a lot of sense. Does it? And I, yeah, yeah, it does. Um, especially because I, I really like the way it sort of uh, drags Jeff Goldblum in um, mm -hmm. because he he really. Mm -hmm. he, He's at best a tertiary character in this story, and then certainly, you know, even worse, an extra even. Um, right. But yeah, which I, is I can, how I, I like my Jeff Goldblum. Well, I can foresee a time in which he's going to be very important in the Catherineverse. Legends have foretold that Jeff Goldblum would save the Catherineverse from certain doom. What is it? The next movie in the Catherineverse? <laughs> you you can't stop. You have to be always pitching. What do they say? Uh, ABP always be pitching. Oh, I thought that was playing. Then again, well, that's, that's... Flavor Flav's version. <laughs> yeah, that's what he told me in his business seminar. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll be right back on the Doom to Fail podcast. <laughs> the Doom to Fail podcast, talking about, believe it or not, interior decoration. And a lot of Flava Flav. Well, he's an interior decorator. You have to understand. You went to his interior decoration seminar? That yeah. was sold out. I was like, those tickets went on sale, and then like 10 minutes later, they were sold out. Oh, well, I know him. He's my neighbor. You know. Of we've, course. We've, we've had a lot of chats at the compost pile about, um, sure. you know, interior decorating in here. You know, in the in the in the self, right? Um, and then bringing that out into the exterior of the, the sort of the middle layer, let's say. So you've got inside you, and then you've yeah. got inside your house, and mm -hmm. then you've got outside. Right. So to what to what extent do you ascribe to the idea that uh, you ought to decorate the inside of your home as you would the inside of your soul? God, he's such a scholar. That's my favorite thing about Flava Flav. <laughs> so scholarly. That's true. No, that's a real question, though. Like, I, as I recall from our IKEA episode, uh, you felt very strongly that uh, if you had the means, then you ought to decorate uh, as a reflection of yourself. Yes. Well, okay. I, I'm not saying that you ought to. 
You can you can do whatever you want. You ought to. Okay. Oh, I ought to. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think it's an opportunity for someone to express themselves. Mm. You know, and I think I love those opportunities. Being in a a non-creative job. <laughs> no, it's totally creative. You're you're missing some of the creative parts. Okay. No, I I do have a creative job. I. Um, but it's creative in weird ways. It's creative, but then there's spreadsheets, which always kind of dampens things. It's complicated. Oh, I don't have a complicated relationship, relationship with it. It's I just feel complicated. a little complicated about it. Well, let, let's dissect this. Okay. How's your relationship with your job? Fine. Thank All you. Right. Have you heard the good news? Uh, is Flavor of Flav coming back on TV? <laughs> he is risen! <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, let's talk about colors a little bit. Okay, uh, yeah. Now, uh, all children have a favorite color, right? Mm. Do you recall what yours was? Uh, well, I mean, sure, I went through phases, didn't you? Sure. Yeah, uh, you know, I went through remarkably few phases, actually. Mm. Uh, but, but certainly, yeah, all, all children do. I think I went, um, I believe I started green. Okay. Then, uh, decided at some point that blue was more dignified. Uh-huh. Um, and then when I was in high school at some point, which I know is well beyond the range of someone ought to have a favorite color. Oh, no, I, I had, that's when my favorite color, my color preference was the strongest in high school. Oh, okay. Your, your yeah. rainbow burned the brightest then. Yeah. Um, when I was in high school, I, I heard that uh, orange was the most motivational color. It was mm. the happiest color. They, mm. they did some tests. Who knows? I, sure. I don't know the details. I yeah. heard it on the John Tesh radio show. I don't know if you ever listened to that. Easy listening. Um... And so I switched to orange, and I, I still have a lot of orange shirts and such, even though uh, I don't, don't think look I look good in orange. In orange. It is no. hard to look good in orange. It's not really for everybody. Yeah. yeah. I have a dark complexion, and even then, no. You know, I don't think skinny people look good in orange. Huh, interesting. You need Why a body if... to look good in orange. <laughs> I think um, if, uh, uh, like, a lady, if she had, like, you know, a body, uh, like, a you know, a curvy body, let's say. Yeah. Then all right, she, she she's pulling this put off. Put on yeah. some orange. Uh, I don't think like a, a a big fat dude walking around. I don't think orange is his color because he's just going to invite traffic going comparisons. You know, I don't think uh, that guy has a color though, so he no? can wear any color. No, it's he's it's it's freed from the bonds of what does and doesn't look good. Is this because he's slovenly? I, I don't think we ever said that about this guy. You seem to have assumed this. I no, I have not assumed this. I'm just saying he doesn't look good in anything, so he can wear anything. Why are you so mean to him? Ah, uh, because he's made fat up. People are less important. <laughs> <laughs> she said a little overweight. <laughs> oh come on! No, this is scientifically. <laughs> this is this is some Cosmo BS right here, Catherine Cogart. I understand that it is. So how but, do you, that, that, I, I don't expect you to clear this up for me because no lady ever has, but I'm interested in your comments on um, why all women everywhere seem to believe that they like, no, oh, I really got to get in better shape, even though they're very smart and self-aware um, and they know that Cosmo is doing it to them or like whatever. No, my mother's doing it to me. <laughs> Boy, that is a complicated relationship. <laughs> I love my mom. She drives me to be better. <laughs> all right. I think that might have been the Doom to Fail podcast for this week. We can only hope. <laughs> Come back next week. I hope everybody's doing great. And uh, I'm going to dust off an old chestnut um, from much from a much older episode. It's Call Your Mom. She misses you.
and I'm gonna go watch some Flavor Flav reality TV. I hope you All do right. too. I'm glad we both have sign-offs. <laughs> <laughs> See you next week, Jimberfail Podcast. Bye. Bye. Bye.